This is Daniel here, and I want to uh, welcome you, our patrons and premium content subscribers. Initial feedback from you all recommended that we create a story mode version of each episode, uh, one that strips out all of the rolling and the chatter between us and leaves just the story elements. So uh, we're giving that a try, and that's exactly what this episode is. This is the uh, same episode one you've already listened to, but performed in story mode with extra music and a few sound effects added in. Um, hope you like it, and if you do like these, we'll continue to produce each episode just like this and offer them only to you all. Uh, once again, thank you so much for your support of this show. Uh, we are so very appreciative of your gifts, which help us to cover some of the basic costs of producing and hosting the show, and uh, very soon to get some upgrades to our audio equipment. Thank you now, and um, enjoy episode one. It's February 14th, Valentine's Day. 1981. That was a Saturday, and there was something going on. A group of important-looking people were touring the town. They were actually state politicians who were meeting with local officials. But Florence sent her son, Todd, on a mission to determine why the outsiders were there, and along the way, Todd noticed thin wisps of smoke coming from a grassy area near a tree. This piqued his curiosity, and he walked over to check it out. Without warning, the earth dropped out beneath him. He was now up to his knees in a muddy, smoky pit. As he struggled to pull himself out, the ground dropped further. Gases from beneath him poured out and he began to scream for help. All the while, he kept sinking until his head was several feet below the surface. As he sunk, Todd managed to grasp onto an exposed root from the nearby tree. He continued to yell for help and hold on for his life. Across town, a gas station under John Coddington inserted a dipstick into one of his underground tanks to check the fuel level. When he withdrew it, it seemed hot, and so he lowered a thermometer to the tank on a string and was shocked to discover the temperature of the gasoline in the tank was 172 degrees. Suddenly, the ground beneath him began to shudder, tossing him down on all fours. He looked around as cracks began appearing in the concrete all around him. You're waking up in uh, a normal-looking bedroom, and um, you don't remember much about yesterday? Or too many days beyond that, really, you just kind of wake up um, like you're waking up in a fog. You know that um, the bedroom feels sort of like it's yours. Um, downstairs, you're on the you're on a second floor. Downstairs, you hear a door close in the front room of the house, but all else is quiet. Um, I'm just gonna get up. I'm gonna walk down. I'm gonna get my shower. I'm gonna clean up, and I'm gonna kind of go look around and see what's going around and kind of what's happening. Just try to figure out my situation where I am, try to ask people what time it is, what date, what's the date. So you don't really find anything of interest. This looks like a normal uh, normal bedroom. I think I'm just gonna go try to do the necessities first, go figure out what time it is, what's the date, where okay. I am. You gonna look in the house for that? Um, is there anybody in the house? Uh, currently there's no one in the house. No one in the house, just me. Okay, um, are there any pictures anywhere? Uh, yeah, you got pictures, family pictures, you got some other basic pictures, you probably got um, some clocks around so you can find out the time, you've got maybe a calendar downstairs. Okay, um, yeah, I'm going to look through those things, look through the pictures, definitely the calendar. Okay, so now, now you know that today is Valentine's Day in 1981. 1981, okay. Yeah. Now you have a sense too that that feels a little, a little off for you, because like, um, that seems like it's not exactly the right time that it should be. We'll put it that way. 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw on a coat, I'm gonna throw on a hat, I'm gonna some gloves. But I'm gonna go take a hike and see if I can find some other people. So you step outside. So this is a, a little street. town, it's like this normal town, yeah, you're, and so you got Locust Avenue in front of you, there's Apple Alley behind you, there's this big road that's called Big Mine Run Road, if you looked at some of the, the things there. You're in this small town. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of people. The, the houses around you are sort of the, the row houses, uh, two-story, kind of crunched up. There's a little blue sky going, a little brisk wind. Um, so a good thing to put the coat on. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm done with the house. I think I'm going to move on. Do you have a car? There's a, there's a motorcycle in the driveway. Motorcycle? Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. It's uh, not in working order. It's got a flat tire on it. There is a bike in the uh, garage, yes. I'm just going to, yeah, go on... Big Mine Run Road, I think that'd be the smartest option. Just that's where they'd probably be the busiest. So, yeah, it's um, so right outside of the house, you know, Locust uh, Avenue is right in front of you, and Big Mine Run is off to the left. So, you're going to take your bike and, and go off toward Big Mine Run in toward town or back away from town? Um, definitely in towards town. Yeah. In toward town. Okay, so you're heading that into what's called Center Street. Um, you're passing some different shops that are there. You've got a bank, you've got um, a couple banks actually, there's maybe a saloon or two, there's a grocery store, there's those kinds of things. Okay, uh, Are there any people around? Like- any people? Yeah, there's a couple um, people around. You see some people that look semi, uh, semi-familiar, at least Close to you. In fact, one of them waves to you. It's um, it's Carl, one of the Womer boys. They live a few houses behind you. There waves over to you and hey, 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 Eric, hey, Eric, hey, man, hey, come over here, man, come over here. Hey, you, you got to see this thing. It's um, it's, it's totally weird. These guys are downtown. Like it looks like um, you know, there's there's you know a bunch of like feds or something downtown today. What do you think's going on? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. Tell me more. Tell me, like, what's happening? Like, why are the feds there? Well, I, don't know. I, I think to me, right, because, I mean, you've seen over back our house. We just live right behind you. I mean, you know that, obviously, because, you know, I mean, <laughs> of course you know that. Uh, you know how those little bitty, like, uh, like holes that Dad has to fill in all the time? You know, at the fire because, all you know, the, the stuff that's going on here. Well, I think they're here for that. I mean, finally, I think that's what this is, yeah. Wait, what, what holes, what holes? What do you mean? What holes? Uh, uh, like, where, where are you from, man? Mars? No, no, no. Um, I just, you, you feeling know, okay? I, I, I mean, it's... I had a rough day. You know, I woke up just kind of confused. Um, the holes you're talking about, so, like, what do they look like? Are they, like, deep ditches? Are they just, like, little, like, divots? Are they cracks? Well, no, I mean, they're, like, hole, like they just open up holes. I mean, dude, like, you know this has been happening. Like, you know, the yeah, 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 fumes that fall out of yeah. that. I mean, it's, you know, weird, weird stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Where, where can I go talk to the, like, where are the feds at? Well, why would they talk to you? You're just a 14-year-old kid like me. Uh, witness, you know, else, I was in there, could have seen some things. I mean, last time I saw those guys, it was down in, uh, you know, you had a missile building and stuff. But hey, hey, uh, I, you know, uh, brother and I, um, uh, Johnny, Johnny, uh, you know, you, you talked about going out to, uh, out, out, you know, out beyond the cemetery there, and uh, we were going to ride some turk bites, man. Is yours, is yours fixed up yet? Because you're supposed to be doing that, so we can do that to this this weekend. Uh, I, I didn't get to it yet. Um, I'm still working on it. I may go visit the gas station and see what's up with that and see if I can get my bike fixed. Uh, are you going to push that bike all the way over there? You need uh, some help? I yeah, can... you got a car I can latch on to? I'm a 14-year-old kid, man. I mean, come on. No, of course not. That's why we're riding these motorbikes. You got a tractor? Dad's got a tractor? Pops. I'm not a farmer. 
We're, we, you know, this is a mining town, man. Of course, I don't have any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there any way I can? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna have to walk it over there. Okay. All right. Well, let me know. You know, you need some help on uh, when you're done here, and uh, unless you can go grab a tire for me, can you go pick up a tire, take it back to my house? I uh, yeah. I, I I don't know if I got any tires or not. Uh, let me run back to my house. Uh, you get you know with your bike there, see what you can do with it, and uh, you know. I'm gonna turn around and take left up onto Locust Avenue and head towards the head towards Centralia Municipal Building. Not stopping for your motorcycle, you're going to go. Yeah, I'm just gonna go straight there. Okay, so you're biking up there. You see a uh, a crowd um, starting to form in front of you. Like a riot or like a no, no. I mean, it's just kind of a little bit like people, you know the. Yeah, busybodies that are kind of looking out their shop doors and stuff and house doors and because on the edge of the street near the courthouse is a group of you know guys and gals dressed up in varying types of suits looking all official uh, mumbling and talking with each other so you're gonna ride up there yeah yeah I'm gonna, yeah i'm just gonna go up there and see if is there any guy standing alone uh yep there's a guy looks sort of like a reporter that's standing kind of back apart from the crowd yeah, yeah, I'm going to go, yeah, I think the reporter would be a good option. I'm going to go talk to the reporter. Okay, we'll talk to the reporter. All right, so you pull the bike up there, you see this reporter. Now you've discovered something about yourself, right? My name's Eric. I dirt bike. Yep. I'm 14. Okay. All right, so you're going after this, um, you know, kind of a semi-disheveled, I mean, your typical reporter-looking guy. You know, off yeah. in the crowd there, he's taking some notes on a piece of paper. He's um, trying to listen in and scooch up there, but nobody really wants him to be around, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you don't know what his name is. You're going to tug on his thing. I mean, how are you going to get his attention there? I'm just going to walk up in front of him and uh, tell him, like, ask him what news station he's from and tell him that I could maybe give him a witness account with the holes that have been appearing in this town. So I'm just going to stand in front of them. Um, hey, what's up, man? Uh, can you help me? Um, hey, kid. You know, hey, kid. Hey, town. kid. Yeah. Yo, get out of my way. I gotta, I, I'm trying to listen here. Yeah, I'm a professional. I, I can tell you something that they don't know. What, what kid? You're just a about, kid. By the holes, man. Oh, hold on. What are they? I just missed that. You just made me miss that. What did he say? I don't, I don't even know what he said now. I don't know what he said either, sir, but um, uh, are you here for the holes? Kid, you're still here, kid. Are you here for the holes? What, what do you... I'm here for the federal leases. I've got federal people here. I want to know what they're saying. What are you, what are you doing, kid? Um, I'm just trying to ask what's going on here. Like, what have you heard so far? Well, I'm going to write that up in the in the paper tomorrow. But, um, kid, kid, I, I, it's going to be a terrible story now. Do you, do you need something? Do you you want some ice cream? I get you some money for ice cream? I mean, come on. Uh, I'm just trying to, trying to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> so am I. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, too. That's that's all you got for me. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to walk away from this guy. Okay. Bad luck. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, you walk away. He kind yeah. of uh, looks back at you and, you know. I'm just going to try to scooch into that, basically do what he's doing and just try to figure out what the feds are talking scooch about. Scooch into the crowd here. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you get in there and you, you hear there's two... Two people there, yeah. Um, specifically, that are kind of more outspoken. Um, one is uh, uh, a union boss named Mooch Kashner. Mooch okay. Kashner, and um, the others are some typical federal type people. And it seems like they're having discussions about uh, fires and about mine fires. You discovered that. Oh, 
that okay. sort of thing here, that there's apparently some kind of mine fire, and because of that, there's these noxious gases and fumes that are around, and people are worried about that, and so the government is looking to potentially take some action. That's that's pretty much why they're here. No. Uh, I think that that, that helps. That <laughs> okay. helps. That, right. You know, you get to understand, like, I think... I'm going to piece together that the, the holes are being caused by this mine fire. I mean, the middle road in this place is called Big Mine Run Road. Yep. So I assume this is, I'm in mining country now. That you are? Okay. Um, I can take that. I assume the mines are in the vicinity of this town, I assume. Otherwise, these town people wouldn't be worried, so... As you say that, the ground rumbles, but you're able to hold your feet. A few people around you sort of scream and fall to the ground. And so that was, uh, was probably really disconcerting to look on uh, the faces of you know, the Federals that are there. One of them kind of knocked over. Um, oddly, you catch this glimpse um, of, of that Union boss there, the Mooch Kashner, um, sort of smirking and looking around, uh, oddly because of, of this. He didn't get knocked around at all. It seemed almost as if he was expecting something like that to happen. Okay, what do you do? Um, I'm just going to say, I'm probably, like, what's the ground look like? Is it cracked? No, like, nothing, nothing cracked at this point. No. Just, just just a rumble, just a shake. Okay, um, stuff decision. Um, I may just, I think I'm just going to keep my eye on that booch guy. Mm-hmm. Possibly follow him. Okay. On my bike. Is um, Carl, does he have the, like, is he here yet? Is he at my wheel? Oh, I don't think he was going to go all the way up there. He's probably going to go back to your house. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna head back to my house and see if my see if I can fix my bike. Okay. All right. So you head back to your house, your bike, and get back to the house there. And as you do, Carl is there. Hey, hey, man, I got you. I got a tire for you. You can uh, you can fix this if you want to. Um, and then then we'll be ready to go out and uh, and ride some motorbikes, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, that that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, wait, uh, you want to help me fix this thing? Oh yeah, yeah, I love I love to help you fix these kinds of things. Uh, well, you, you, can you show me how? Okay, so you kind of figure out what's wrong that you don't have the right tools uh, here, and so you, you kind of need to, or the well, yeah, that's okay. It was sort of a frustrating yeah. thing. So you did not fix the bike, but as um, as you are doing that, a uh, a kid about your age or so um, comes wandering across uh, the area there and said, "Hey, hey, Eric." Eric, how you doing? And uh, Carl, hey, hey man, uh, hey Todd, how, how are you doing, Todd? Uh, and uh, Todd looks and a little bit beyond you and says, uh, hey, there's, that's weird. There's like a fire in the backyard. And he goes running over to it. And so as uh, Todd goes running over to this, it's, the earth sort of shakes again uh, and the earth just drops out from underneath and he starts sinking into the ground. This is now coming to that, that opening stand. Yeah. He's getting frantic. He's starting to sink into the ground. He's yelling out, Hey, hey, help! Help me! I'm sinking! I can't! He starts sinking more. Uh, what do you do? Um, I'm just going to say, uh, I look around quickly. Is there any, is there like rope? Is there stick? Anything? Not a whole lot. He is sinking fast. Right, I'm going to take the assumption this is like... Sand. <laughs> the ground um, is sinking from beneath him. That's about the only explanation. So um, I'm gonna. He's dropping. I'm just gonna try to run over to him and see if I can stick my hand down and help. Him. Okay. So you get over there and uh, you put your hand down there. Yeah. Try to grab to him. 
Uh, you are, yeah, this blast of heat and noxious fumes just, just hits you right in the face. And he sinks further, but he manages to grab onto a root that's in there. Yeah, so you figure if you can shift yourself over, you can uh, be able to reach him a little bit better there. Okay. And you call out to Carl, because you remember that Carl's there, so he can also help you. So he anchors your feet okay. uh, so that you can get down a little bit closer and Todd grabs onto your arm. You start slipping in, another blast of this heat uh, just singes through your hair. You're starting to feel a little bit woozy. Carl's now fully uh, fully helping you out. Um, and uh, so that was that was good to, mentally you brought him into the thing here. Uh, so your hands just slip off him, but fortunately Carl jumps over and is able to grab onto Todd and then he's able to pull him out. So you end up saving Todd despite your efforts. Um, Todd is able to pull out of there. He's covered in this smooth butt. Again, you got hit with yet another blast. Todd is just, he's gasping there on the ground and um, you can hardly breathe the heat that's from this huge hole. As you saw down in there, it was like 100 feet, 150 feet deep. I mean, it's a massive hole. So you're, you're kind of laying there. Uh, what, do you, what do you do next? Um, I'm just gonna try to see if there's any adults around that can help. Um, maybe get him a glass of water or something. Uh, yeah. Yep. No, that's a good good idea there. So, you you, you get them up and you're you know kind of moving together. Obviously, you don't have uh, that thing. Do you go back to the big crowd of adults that are there? Um, you know, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't really trust those people. I mean, you got you got feds who you know might not want to talk to you or something. You got reporters who obviously didn't want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think that's just. Now you got a kid who just almost fell into a hole now, so it's a little different scenario. Um, it is true. So yeah, I'm gonna hop on my bike. Uh, I'm gonna drive up there. You putting Todd on the back of the bike, or what are you doing with Todd? Um, I'm just gonna leave Todd there with Carl. I'm just gonna go try to get help as fast as I can, and then come back. So, okay. All right. Yeah, drive to the courthouse. Ride your motorcycle up to the courthouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no problem, man. I'll take care of Todd. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay right here and hope that he doesn't die. Todd's laying there. All right, so you're driving up to the to courthouse uh, again. The crowd is starting to disperse at this point in time. Okay. That shake kind of rattled all of them. Um, as you're driving out um, off on the left-hand side of things, you hear this massive explosion. And a wave of heat sort of washes Cross your way um, with, a, with a heat wave and a big billowing cloud expands off uh, off to the left-hand side. Forward or off to that thing? I don't think I'm going to be able to get anyone's attention after that thing just going off to the honest. Uh, I mean, at, yeah, after that big explosion, there's no way I'm going to be able to get anyone's help. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to go to that explosion. You're going to go to the explosion? Might not be what's the your, wisest What's your health looking like? Okay. All right. um, I'm low on health, low on mental health. Mm -hmm. um, but now Todd is, you know, Todd. Todd is basically unstable. Yeah. Um, so he does need critical help, or he is a goner. Is there a hospital anywhere in this town? Past that big group of guys is uh, the only clinic that you're aware of. Past. Past the people, yes. You got to go beyond the municipal. Okay. To that north side of town. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to my house, pick up Todd, see if I can like. Use some string and tie to the back of my bike, <laughs> and then just truck down to the clinic. Okay, all right. So you're gonna spin back around and get back to the house. There, Todd's really yeah. looking pretty rough. Hey, hey, man, we got to get this guy some help. Says Carl. Uh, Carl's still around there. Yeah. Um, 
do you, what, what do you think we ought to do? Um, I'm just going to tie him to the back of my bike. Uh, can you help me find any like, rope or anything? Or, like, tie well, you're going to tie like, him to the back of your bike? Like bungee cords? Bungee, you're going to bungee cord him to the back of your bike? Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. The yeah, bike. I mean, there's some stuff here. Um, okay, I guess we could do that. Uh, like a saddle, or is he just going to be sitting behind you? I, I mean, mean, he can just try to sit on me, and I'll like, like sit behind me. Okay, and okay. Can, like, try All right. to tie him to me or something. Uh, and I guess we just do, where are we going? Uh, the little clinic thing that's up the street. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you're able to get him on there. It's going to be a little rough trip, a little bit slower than uh, you're hoping for. He's... Yeah. He's going on, but now okay. So you get him, you get him attached on there. You're riding up as you as you ride past this crowd. I mean, there are definitely their attention is across this. Yeah. Most of them are moving uh, in that sort of direction. One that looks at you is that reporter again, though, because he then sees you with Todd, who's uh-huh. just covered in in a mess, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, as a good reporter, he can sniff out that this might actually be an interesting story. Uh, but you're on motorcycles, so you're moving a little bit faster, weaving in between the crowd. But he does kind of turn away from the explosion and look at you and start to follow you up the hill. Okay. Okay. At the same time as you're as you're going past uh, that one guy that um, you, you were looking at, the Mooch. 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 Mooch Kashner um, looks at you just for a glancing moment, but doesn't doesn't do anything in particular. So you're heading toward the clinic. What, what does he look like when that explosion goes off? Like, like uh, you weren't there. Look, you weren't all the yeah, way there. When I look at his face, like as he looks at me, do I like? What's, what's he look like? What's he looking like? Um, so he's he's uh, like a fire plug, pretty well built guy, probably six foot two, um, three fifty. He's okay. he's a beefy beefy kind of guy. Uh, so he's a big he's a big beefy looking dude. Um, yeah, he you know just looks at you and. As you're going past, but that's that's about the. You can tell he's a scary man. He's yeah, he's not to be trifled with, which is probably why he's in his uh, sort of position there. A um, couple other people, you know, a few women, a few guys, um, but they don't. No one really else takes notice of you as you head up to the hospital there. Okay, okay. So you run into the, uh, the hospital, and uh, so in the the clinic that we have there, and there's a woman, a nurse at the station in the emergency room entry way there, and looks at you guys. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what happened to you young boys. What were you getting yourselves into? I don't know, this, this explosion, Todd almost like fell, he almost died. And like, can you, can you help us with this? Like, Well, of, of course, um, you know, you'll have to take a number. Uh, we need to see this guy right now. He's that, I, that, he looks like he's, oh yes, all right. No, we'll get him right in, that, that young man there. Uh, and, and what is your name, what is his name? Um, I'm Eric, he's Todd. Uh, Eric. And Todd. Okay, uh, what 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 ages are you? Uh, fourteen and fourteen. Uh, fourteen years old. Um, okay, what's your blood types? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You okay? Your parents have failed you. Um, what's your insurance number? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you don't have any insurance. I don't know. I mean, it's a small town, and uh... Carl steps up. Okay, my man. Yes. Oh, Miss, um, it's okay, it's okay. He's 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 with me, right? We're the Walmers. You remember me? I mean, this is this is Wolfgang. This is uh, this is Eric Wolfgang, and uh, and this is his uh, his cousin uh, Todd. And you know, they're down the street. We we just live right here. 
Oh, of course, of course, of course. I know who you are. Yeah, we got you in the system here somewhere. It's a good thing that you've got you know, a good friend like uh, Eric there to help you out, because you're obviously forgetting many things. But I, you looks like your face was half burned off, so I suppose I can, I can you know, deal with that kind of thing. So I get you, uh, move you back, and get you, uh, get you trussed up. Now you're, you're waiting there for kind of Todd to be finished up. Yeah. And uh, this. Uh, Gentleman, the reporter from early years, sits down in the waiting room outside uh, next to you. Yeah. Kind of plops down. He's got a leather coat on, leather shoes. Um, like I said, he looked like a pretty normal reporter type. Hey, little kid. Uh, I saw your friend there. What's going on? Um, you know, I'm not actually the same thing. You know, you were listening to those feds. You didn't tell me what was going on, so... You tell me what, what, what the feds are saying, and I'll tell you what happened to my friend. All right, hey, hey, look here. That's what's going on, right? I, I've been, I've been monitoring things that have been happening for some time around here, like for the last uh, twenty years or so. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff. You're, you, I mean, you're aware of the, the fires down in the mines, right? But I, I think, kid, that um, I know what started them, and. So I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying, like you know, now that we've got feds crawling around the place, it's going to be really hard uh, to do the last bit of investigation that I'm trying to do. Uh, and uh, you know, it might be helpful to get some helping hands. It might be less suspicious than I am. If you're interested, tell me more about uh, what happened to your friend here, and um, maybe you could be useful to me. Hmm. What's up? interesting proposition. I would just like to question you as of what, where are the mines located? Are they right underneath us? Are they like... You didn't listen in your schooling, did you? I guess your parents must have failed you. Uh, yeah, I dropped out at 13. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't, says Carl is sitting next to you. <laughs> He's just pulling a fibber on you, mister. Um, hey, kid, um, Okay, yeah, yeah, that's funny. You got one over on me. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, now look, the, the mines are everywhere, right? I mean, these mines have been uh, in the ground since, um, well, they go way back in the 1800s, right? But uh, the fires started back in 1962. Uh, in fact, uh, back at you know, my place, I've got some specific dates of things that took place that I think are kind of really interesting to dig into. So anyway, this, the fires we believe start in 1962. The origin of where the fires started are over by the Odd Fellows Cemetery on the south side of town. Uh, so that's that's where the, the things, everything, I think, started around that place. Very dangerous, the ground incredibly unstable, as you know. Uh, things obviously getting worse here. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, what else were you asking me? Um, like, is there, how do you access the mines? You seemed so kind of dumb before, and suddenly you, you seem really intelligent. I don't know what happened here, but uh, go on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, um, is there like a like an entryway that's really easy to get to? Like, how, how would we even get in there if we were to? Well, it's, it's kind of an open pit, so, um, yeah, you'd, you'd probably be pretty easily be able to get get to that open pit um, that not too hard but that's not really what what you need to be doing uh, uh, you know I think there's more going on here there's there's some cagey people not even the feds are one thing but there's some other dangerous people 
that I don't know. I think they might have some influence in this sort of thing. Anyway, if you can tell me more about what happened to your friend here and show me where that took place, it might give me some more clues or ideas. I'll help you out. Yeah, so um, we were just sitting at my house, which is um, on Locust Avenue. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's a big avenue. It's kind of the whole thing. Um, we're right by the intersection with um, Big Mine Run Road. Yes, that. Um, and okay. So yeah. we're just sitting in my driveway trying to fix a bike, and um, when my one of my friends walked like back, one of those push pedal bikes. Uh, not a moped, like a. Oh, bike. oh okay. There you go. Real bike. Like a okay, like Real a motorcycle bike. bike. The thing you're riding here on. Yeah. That hunk of junk. Yeah. Okay. No, that. You. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, uh, so um, my friend Todd, he's he's walking down the road and he he looks back and he sees this giant massive explosion and so he runs over there and then all of a sudden the earth just eats him like a bear. So. Wow. It just it ate him like a bear. That's, that's crazy. Um, so <laughs> can only imagine and picture in my mind what it'd be like for like the Earth to open up and eat somebody like a. Okay, it's okay, really okay, strange. Okay, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, okay. So he falls in there. We're, we're trying to help him out, and then as we're trying to help him, me and um, Carl over there, we're uh, we're trying to get in there with our hands, trying to grab him, um, and then these waves, which is heat. It, just I musk uh, like a like you couldn't breathe like the oxygen's being oh like the carbon dioxide fumes from the fire so you're talking about carbon monoxide sorry not yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I get these things yeah we've all been breathing too much of that huh yeah yeah so it just kept hitting me in the face I mean I I didn't get much of it but Todd got worse than half of his faces melted off wow yeah. poor Todd. Holy cow, the kids are going to make it. That sounds... Uh... Um, that, that might be a slight exaggeration. Okay, but, uh, all right. Yeah, that's good. But that, that pit was, give or take, so you say there's, there's yards a, deep. There's a, a pit, a 400-yard deep pit behind your house. Behind my house. Over by Big Mine Run Road. With the intersection flow. So that's, that's really interesting, because that's almost like exactly between St. Ignatius Church on the south side by... The Peter and Paul Cemetery, and the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary Church, which is on the north side of town. It's like almost dead center between those two things. Well, I mean, that could just be coincidence. Well, there's more than coincidence. There's some interesting stories. It's a good thing you wrote a 12 here. To tie those churches kind of together with this whole mess. And that goes back to the 1800s. Now, you may not have time right now to hear about that kind of stuff, but there's some interesting things, especially um, with the St. Ignatius Church down on the south side of the town, which is a little bit closer to where all of the um, initial issues uh, took place there. In fact, I'm pretty sure that there's some good information in that church, maybe somewhere in that church, um, that might lead to some some more knowledge about the things that are going on. Okay, all right, that's good. Well, that, that's some good information. I, I appreciate that, kid. I'm gonna go uh, check out the explosion out on the, the west side of town there. But um, thanks, and uh, gives you a card. Okay. Uh, gives you a card, his business card says David DeCoke. Dave DeCoke. Dave DeCoke. Reporter. 
Right, so Dave the Coke gives you a uh, business card, and then he, number. with his number, yeah, number, you probably have to find that paper. This is 1981, so you have to find a payphone in order to get to him. Um, yeah, he's got a phone number on there. It's not mobile, so he'd have to be in his office. You see, and the office number. So okay. he's got an office number so we'll down there. He'll be able to track it down, yes. All right, so um, that leads us, you can exit and go wherever you'd like to now. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the. Um, Virgin Mary Church. Uh, the one that's up on the s north side of town there. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the church. He was talking a lot about like the mysteriousness of like the correlation between the church and the explosions and the cemeteries. So, I mean, the churches generally um, are in charge of the cemeteries. So. Gotcha, yeah. So there's the one up here and then the St. Ignatius one that he pointed out is on the south side of town. So that's the north side of town, which is okay. the... Uh, well, Assumption I'm, of blessing. I'm on the north side of the town right Okay, now. yeah. That's so a good I'm point. Gonna... Okay, so you're going to go up to uh, that side. Are you taking Carl with you? Um, yeah, Carl keeps helping me out, so I'm going to take him with me. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. That's okay. I was hoping we could do some dirt bikes. Yeah, but there's some weird stuff too. going on, so I guess we'll... Uh, yeah. We'll hang out together. Uh, so we're going to go to we're gonna go up to the church there, huh? Is that that big sort of creepy church? Uh, no, no. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, I, I don't... Yeah. Like that big creepy church. Let's go to the, the cool church. All right. Okay. So you're gonna you ride your motorcycles up there. Yep. Presumably. Okay. So I as you. Todd's still at the hospital. Todd's still at the. Yeah. He's gonna have to be there for a little while. Yeah. Okay. But you, together with Carl, you managed to save Todd. All right. So you're gonna ride up there, and as you're riding up there, there's this uh, like line of uh, large black SUVs uh, that are parked in the churches area there so you motor up there and you get in there and uh as you're getting closer to the door you're just streaming right after the church uh didn't take any kind of precautions when you're doing that and right at the church doors in the very front of that this uh, large hulking dude that looks a lot like mooch turns around takes a look at you and frowns and then he turns the whole way around and crosses his arms as you approach and get a little bit closer. He looks down to uh, a couple of the SUVs and gives a nod to uh, some of the drivers that are waiting there in their, in their dark suits. Do you uh, continue to approach? You know, I think I'm going to turn around because there's no way I'm getting past all those guys. If they're trying to stop me, they're going to stop me. I'm going to wait till nightfall and wait till I have some... To the cover of darkness. To the cover of darkness, okay. So, uh, so you're going to drive away from there? Yeah, I'm just going to turn around make it look like I was going somewhere else. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so as you're driving away, um, starting to get a little bit, you know, toward evening time at this point in time, oddly in your mind, right, you don't actually hear a physical voice, but you hear a mental voice speaking to you in your mind in a dark tone. I know who you are, and I'm coming for you. 